NIV version. We're going to start with Ephesians 6, verse 10. Thank you. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And now we start with verse 16. Yes. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Thank you. The shield of faith. Amen. Amen. So this is one of the armor we take on. It's, I don't know if I'm going to be saying that it's the greatest of all, but it says take on the shield of faith. In the biblical times when Paul wrote this, the Roman soldiers, they had this shield that covered them from top to bottom. They will hold it in front of them. Even with all the gear they had on, they would have this shield protecting them, like their whole being. So that wherever the fiery darts were coming, whether it's coming to their face or chest or midsection down there and everywhere, the shield protected them. So the shield was a door-shaped form. And what comes to my mind is Jesus is the door, right? And that shield of faith protects us from all the fiery darts. Like Jesus has paid the price for our sins and given us the privilege to be able to war against the enemy. So it's like this constant faith of Jesus that we carry around in the midst of the war. And he says, take. I'm always conscious of the fact that it's telling us to take it. It's not saying that, oh, we're people of faith, we're people of faith. No, take it. We need faith to protect us. The darts are not ordinary. They've got fire on them. I mean, if you're going to shoot someone with a dart, you're going to hurt them anyway. But why fire? It is vicious. And you know what fire does? It catches on the clothing. And you know, because they were so dressed up for the war to protect themselves, it would be so hard to begin removing all that when you start burning up. And I think they put something on those darts, maybe like gasoline or something, so that once it hits you, it doesn't just stop there. It just ignites a fire. And because you're so armored with all these heavy things on you, before you have time to remove it, you burn up. And yeah, yeah, it spreads. And that's Uh what the enemy does. When he hits you, sometimes he doesn't even give you time to think. Just imagine when you're in pain, you're not thinking about anything else. All you're focused on is the pain. 
And before you know it, radiates through your body, your mind, you're thinking, I'm going to die. Oh, this is the end of me. What's going to happen to my children? My dad told us that when my mom got the doctor's report that she wasn't going to live long, my dad said the first thing my mom said was, oh, she's out there calling all of us. She called my older brother. She called my name. She called my younger brother and my sister. My, my dad said, no, you should be calling on your God. In that moment, because of the fiery dart, she was thinking about what would become of her children in her absence. Her mind had wandered far into the years. That's how the fiery darts are. They make you think far beyond anything you can handle. All you're consumed about is the pain you're receiving in the moment, whether it's physical, emotional, or mental, you know. This afternoon, Gina called me and we prayed because there was, um, in her, her daughter teaches there and my daughter schools there. And my daughter had sent a message that they were on lockdown. Apparently, they found a gun in a student's car. So they were on lockdown. And my daughter was narrating what was going on. And the shocking thing is almost everyone in the room was crying. They were crying and sniffing and she was texting us and she was concerned that why they were crying so much that if there was a shooter and the shooter is trying to get to someone, they were too loud. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Kirsten's class, Nadia, Kirsten yes. said the kids were amazing. They took the instructions, they got under the desk and there was not a word out of anyone. That is In incredible. Amazing. We're talking about a fiery dart. And it's not yeah. just physical. It is emotional. It is mental. They said they had a lunch thing and Amy is part of the student government. So they took all the utensils that were used to serve and they went to the culinary, the laundry room to wash them. She said they were done washing. They dried everything up. They cleaned the entire place. And when they were about to leave, that was when the teacher in that class, they didn't go there for a class. The teacher in the class said that, oh, she just received an email about the lockdown. And normally when it's a drill, the student government know that it's a drill. But none of this was conveyed to the student government. So Amy was like, no, this is for real. We have a, a family chat group and she was giving us the updates on everything that was going on. And these kids were crying. So she was so surprised. Like, you haven't seen a shooter. You've not seen anything. Why are these girls crying, panicking? It was really bad. And I was just telling them, it's time to pray. Because the sister in college was, yes. like, was like, this is not, the, can they just hold themselves together? Because if there's a, an active shooter, that is exactly where he's going to come and Yes. You know, and she was concerned that they are putting her, <laughs> her sister in arms way. I said, now it's not the time to blame anybody. Let's just pray. This is the time to pray. And, and so we kept praying. You know, Gina called. We also prayed. It was really bad. I'm like, have you considered that that's why God put you there? Amen. That's why God put you there. And she's like, mommy, it makes sense. I agree. We were like out of the door. And it was very convenient that the teacher read the email in time. Kirsten was the one that texted her, that teacher. Oh. Because that teacher didn't have the app from the school thing. So Kirsten texted her 
and said, get everyone in the closet now. That's wow. what Kirsten told me. Yeah. After I picked her up this afternoon, she was very concerned. She said that she's going to bring the issue before the student government tomorrow, that something has to be done to train people to be ready for things like this. Good for her. Yeah. Because what was going on was not okay. It was very disturbing. And not just for their mental health, they can put themselves in harm's way if that's how they are going to react. Yes. When an active shooter is before them, they are yes. supposed to be quiet so that yeah. he doesn't even know there's somebody there. Exactly. Yeah. So I had to explain to her. I said that that's very good. She should do that. Then she was like, Mom, she said, when the shooting happened at Saugus, I saw the possibility of it happening in my school because, I mean, Saugus is hard district. Right. Yeah. Right. So she said, I believe that nothing will ever happen to me. I just know that. No matter what circumstance it is, nothing will ever happen to me. So I told her, wow, that is so good that you believe that. Because you know you're in God's protection, right? She said, yes. Amen. Yes. So I know that I might be in such a circumstance, but I know that nothing will happen to me. So it was concerning that something like that is happening and these girls were putting themselves in deeper harm. I said, you know, the thing about mental attacks i said the physical attack when you're hurt physically you can feel it the pain radiates through you and you are crying and screaming and she said yeah she cries when she's in pain i said so imagine mentally somebody is being attacked mental hurt is twice as painful as physical hurt because what you don't Mm -hmm. know is maybe it's a trigger from losing a sibling or a parent or a family member through something like this. So this triggers, they, maybe they never even experienced it happening to a loved one, but you hardly find a family where, you know, somebody wasn't killed by a gunshot. Yes. Yeah. So it's something ingrained in the genealogy. So when something like this is happening, just imagine not just the spiritual effect of the enemy sending fear to people, but the voice in the bloodline, oh, I'm going to get killed. Oh, this is the end of my life. Oh, I shouldn't have come to school. All of that are triggers that are as painful as if you were having a physical pain. So that's why you saw them like that. Yeah. I wanted to encourage us. We got to pray. Let's pray for our nation, please. The enemy is yeah. really active and these children are being attacked. Gina, you're talking about Kirsten's class, a woman of God. Your daughter is a woman of God, and she has faith in God, knowing that she's going to be fine, and that covers. Yes. It changes the atmosphere of all those under her care. But look at what happens in this other place. So I thought we have to stay in a constant walk of faith because these darts are coming at us. Yes. Yeah. And it might not be physical. It might just be mental. But I'm, I'm telling you, it is a lot. But if we mm. have faith that God is for us, if we have faith mm. that God protects us, that he's our defender, Amen. in the midst of whatever trials we face, mm. then we will win this war. You mm. never see it coming to you, but it's a state of being that we all need to be in. We constantly carry faith. You don't know how you get to apply it, but you carry it. You leave it. And remember, before we got to taking the shield of faith, 
What did we take? Uh, the shoes of peace. Yes. We wore the shoes that are shod with the gospel of peace. Yes. And we know that your feet connote movement. You're wearing those shoes so that in the time of war, that is not the time you're trying to wear those shoes. You've worn them because you're in a battle. And once the battle comes closer, you are walking right into it and finding that battle in faith. That's why scripture talks about walking in faith. So after the shoes of the gospel of peace, the next thing is faith. This shows us that in order for us to walk by faith, we got to show movement. There has to be motion in faith. If you read the book of Hebrews 11, you find the hallmark of faith. And every one of those people that were depicted in that chapter were called heroes of faith because of their walk. It took an action. It took a movement. It says what they did. So that tells me that it is not about, oh, I'm thinking faith. Oh, I believe I have faith. In order for you and I to show faith, it's the action we take. The movement we make. Yes. 